In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Gospel according to John, chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down, and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. One flock, one shepherd. It says it all right there. I'll be goodbye. What do you think, John? The gospel message. Uh, it's a foreshadowing of the, uh, you know, laying down your life. Uh, just, you know, obviously, uh, sacrifice on the cross. Um, and this story comes out before that occurred in John's gospel, or at the end of the gospels. So um, it's just another analogy of uh, that whole theme, that whole narrative of uh, being sacrificing himself for the uh, the good of the um, the created or the uh, flock, the sheep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just as people do for their family members and things, they uh, sacrifice. themselves and, and uh, take on responsibilities just a part of life what do you think Thomas for me what you just said that goes back to one of the uh, Malvern retreats one of the priests who was the uh, person giving talks that weekend about taking up your cross I mean to some people I guess cross is a negative thing and it was in terms of how brutally Christ died on the cross but it's actually more positive and negative, taking up your cross. Like you said, it's, it's about reaching out and helping others. It's about setting time aside and how can I reach out and help the other person? That's what God taught us. That's what Jesus taught us. So I, I think the cross is a positive thing, even though it's, it's, it's challenging to take up whatever cross you pick up each and every day. 
that's a good way to look at it too because you could uh, you work through the pain that way whatever you're in uh, if you look at it uh, you know a lot of, when I first heard about it you know it being a blessing it's like really but, but after you could uh, when, when, when you pray on it you, you could find out that that, uh, that keeps you moving forward keeps you going yeah, talking about blessings, I told you guys that in several weeks that I'll be having some work done to my shoulder. And when the surgeon told me that, my immediate reaction was to myself, are you kidding me? <laughs> I have to go through this? But then I really thought about it. And I, I have a little book, not here, but uh, I, um, I use it to keep notes on different things, whether it be something I watch on the Internet, something... Um, you know, maybe a book I'm reading, things like that. And I opened up that book and I started writing, writing down the different things that I will be able to do where I probably won't do those things. Sitting in a chair, you know, day after day, just waiting for my shoulder to heal. I didn't title it, but I should probably title those blessings. Um, but, but that's, so I, I flipped it around. After I spoke to the surgeon, um, I said, okay, it's going to be rough. But then I did some research in terms of what I have to do. He already told me what to do. But uh, I started looking at it. And I guess maybe that's my cross. Huh? Maybe it's one of my crosses. Is, but I, I turned it into what are the blessings that are going to come about when I'm sitting you know, in my lounge chair at home for several weeks for this to heal. And I can't even use it. I think uh, the way that the crosses uh, relate to the gospel is like good comes out of it, and so like in this case, the good that comes out of it is the shepherd saves his flock. You know, instead of them getting getting uh, you know scattered and and you know murdered by you know the wolves or whatever. Um, but uh, some of our crosses, we don't know. You know what good comes out of it, and we probably won't know. At least we you know we're not for some reason we're not meant to know the good that comes from it. Uh, and, and so it requires faith to be like, uh, you know, in, in some way, you're like the good shepherd when you carry your cross because you're, you're helping people and you just don't know it. Yeah. Um, but also the, the good shepherd, uh, you know, comparison to, the, um, to, the, to the, the person who's just a hired hand, the person with a hired hand is basically, you know, selfish. Like the little good they do is actually motivated for selfish reasons. Um, like, you know, in this case, it was uh, being paid. And so, uh, you know, because of uh, being paid was his main motive. Uh, he was willing to let the lambs be, uh, you know, or let the sheep be um, eaten by the wolves and stuff like that. But, but Jesus' motivation is not selfish because it's, you know, love and love's not selfish. In fact, it's the opposite of it. Um, and so uh, I was trying to think of, like, so, I don't know, I, I do try to, like, when I work, I, 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 I don't try to say that I work for pay. I, you know, I work for, you know, I guess, you know, I, I, I don't know, doing good in, in whatever way I can, you know, using the skills I have and stuff. So, so I think, you know, most Christians, I don't think you should work for pay. I think you should work, you know, for like a, you know, spiritual idea or like an idea like, you know, truth or goodness or, you know, a job well done. And then if you do that, then, you know, since your motives are, are, are correct, uh, you know, good comes of it. Yeah, a few things there. Just listen to you, Keith. A few things going through my head are my profession is teaching, and I'm sure there are a lot of times where, I'll never know if I've made a difference, a positive difference in a 
kid's life sitting in my classroom or sitting at home right now in this situation. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing that went through my head is about two years ago before the school year started, the, uh, the principal was standing up in front of us, all the teachers in the high school, and he said, all right, take this index card and write down one goal and try to focus on that goal the whole year. And right away, it popped in my head to do God's will. <laughs> I had my little document camera, which I use to project stuff for the kids in the classroom and also kids at home. And it's a reminder. It's sitting right in front of me every single day. I sometimes lose track as to, as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. Of course, I'm going to get paid. I need to get paid to pay bills. I mean, we all need to do that. But the ultimate goal, like you were alluding to, is the fact that uh, whatever profession we have, I mean, it's, it's um, well, for me in particular, it's about trying to make a positive difference in, in some kid's life. And like you said, I just, I won't know in many cases. Sometimes I do, but in most cases I don't. silence just let you know if you want to call in 215-666-2510 be happy to take your calls if you have any comments about anything yeah i think silence is good because i say this in my classroom all the time but in particular for here silence is good because we're focusing on god's word and we don't always have words to say <laughs> at each moment of every day it's okay to be quiet it's um, I'm thinking right now about Matthew Kelly, who, who leads Dynamic Catholic, where he says sometimes we just have to sit in the classroom of silence. Instead of when you pray to God, thanking Him for this or asking Him for that, it's, it's okay to sit there and just listen to see what He's trying to say to you. And sometimes you don't know what He's saying to you. <laughs> you have to really try to figure out, okay, God, what are you telling me? But the classroom of silence is pretty cool. It's okay to be yeah, there's a there's a book by um, Dr. Peter Kraft called um, Prayer for Beginners, and um, in it he says that um, you know if you're having a conversation with someone who and and you're uh, who's wiser than you are, you probably want to listen to them more than you want to talk to them. <laughs> it's true. Or even with. Uh... This is just something related to a marriage, uh, a husband and wife, where it's it's good to spend time together. But what I've learned over the years is you, you don't always have to be doing something together. You can always just be in each other's presence. For example, it's okay to go for a ride somewhere and maybe hang out at a coffee shop. And you don't have to be talking the whole time. You know, one person could be reading a book, the other person could be uh, doing something else, and then while you're in each other's presence, usually something comes up where you strike up a conversation, which is good, <laughs> but you don't always have to be doing something. It's okay to be, like I said, in each other's presence, like having a meal together or sitting and watching a movie together. Um, there's a lot of examples. I guess something I heard in the news, the uh, you know the, our shepherd on earth is the uh, Pope right now, and he's dealing with uh, 
big problem in Germany right now where the uh, German bishops are having this um, big uh, private synod where they're debating all the issues affecting uh, Catholic Church, and they, they were told to, uh, you know, they this is like a very public, uh, not a rebellion, but it's sort of a, they were they were asked not to have this dialogue, uh, you know, so so publicly, without consulting with the, um, the Holy See in Rome, and they're going ahead with it, and it looks like they're going to be recommending changes that are uh, against, um, you know, Catholic doctrine, and um, they're thinking that this might cause a... Uh, schism with a portion of the uh, German church breaking away from the uh, Catholic church. So uh, it's a big challenge for uh, Pope Francis. He has to be, um, he has to negotiate this uh, very carefully. Um, and I'm sure he's using the advice of, uh, you know, uh, Pope Benedict XVI who's still, you know, the Emeritus Pope who's still uh, stationed in Rome, but Sounds like it's pretty serious. I, I, I hadn't heard about it until last night, but it's... Who's, uh, who's behind it, do you know? The uh, German bishops. German bishops are... Uh... I don't want to get into it too much, but I I heard that in Germany, um, uh, there's some type of, like, it's like there's, like, a tax that the church has, and so, like, the German church is, like, the richest of, of the churches because <laughs> the... Because of that, and then they, there's been like I guess they've been spending that money not in good ways, also. But I don't know. Could be uh, anytime there's like division within the uh, Christian community, it's not a good thing. So and I also I read that on the internet. Who knows what's true on the internet? <laughs> right, it's true. It depends on your source. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, the Catholic Church one of, is one of the official uh, state, one of the not the only, but one of the state official state religions, so they can get mm -hmm. a benefit from the tax. But, um, I mean, it's interesting. You know, I don't know anything about that, John, but I'm just thinking the Catholic Church was the church for the first 1500 years, and then we have all of these other denominations. Maybe, maybe that part of the Catholic Church will set itself apart from the Catholic Church, and maybe because who knows? I don't know. I just don't know anything about it, but it's that's interesting what they're doing. Pray for them, you know. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Uh, the, the main thing right now is for all, all you know, it's, it's important to have, uh, you know, Catholic uh, unity. There already is, you know, one, ha the Eastern Church is away from the uh, Western Church, and that's yeah. been in effect for, uh, it's coming up on uh, 1,000 years, and that has not, still hasn't been resolved to the point where there can be a reunification. Um, but... Um, and you know, and the guy it, it, when you're a shepherd, I'm sure there uh, are sheep that you know. They would tend to uh, wander off more. They would be maybe young, and they would uh, leave the um, the uh, pasture land that the invisible boundaries that should be in place. And then um, you know that would, uh, and so the shepherd has to be extra careful. And this 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 pope is very pastoral. He's not very not very, he's not that intellectually uh, motivated in terms of like writing um, encyclicals, so he wants to uh, keep things unified and uh, and hear all sides of uh, all the issues and let's be a good listener. So. 
Well, I, you want to say it? Go ahead. I was going to say, kind of, I was thinking about trying to relate uh, that to the gospel, and I was thinking how, um, how uh, you know, in, in, in some way, so anytime there's, like, division, it's the enemy at work and stuff, and so, so um, in some way, you know, uh, we got separated from God, which is why we're on earth and stuff, and, and, uh, or, and, uh, and, and to, to, you know, keep us united with God, Jesus gave his life, and so it's like, uh, it's, you know, for unity with her, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, so Jesus is for unity for sure, or, you know. Yeah, there's some, there's two things going through my head. One is, if, if you go back to, John brought up the Pope, who is our leader, he is our shepherd, and I'm thinking, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine being in his shoes, I can't. Because this planet has over 7 billion people, and the approximate number of, ca of Christians, I believe, is about 2, 2 billion, somewhere in there. And then of those Christians, I mean, so many are Catholics. Here in the U.S., it was between 60 and 70 million, I'm just approximating. But even, let's compare that to just here. There's just four of us. If I say something or one of you guys say something, I'm sure that one of us or more would maybe disagree with some things that that we do or say, but look at him. He's saying this to how many Catholics on the planet. You know there's going to be division. That's just the way it is. It's just human nature. That's the first thing. Second thing, um, I'm really going to dive into this uh, scripture passage right now, and when I was sitting here a few minutes ago, I was pretending I was making up questions for an actual study of this particular gospel. So just one quick thing before today's gospel. It says, and this I think was last week, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it says, this is the same chapter, verse 10. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. The first thing that came through my mind is, um, who are the thieves in our lives? That's the first thing that came to my mind. And then it says, I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Let me keep on going. I am the good shepherd. Of course, that's Christ. I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So what I'm thinking is, I'm guessing all of us are shepherds. Okay, I'm just guessing. And like, for example, I look at myself as a shepherd because my sheep is my family. And then I have other sheep in my life. So let's go with that. The fact that let's assume we're all shepherds. Who in our lives are our sheep? And after we determine that, what will we do to lay our lives down if anything happens in life? And then who are the thieves in our sheep's lives, if that makes any sense what I'm saying? So if, I'll just make up an example off the top of my head. Let's say that I'm the shepherd of my family. Let's say one of my four kids is involved with something where they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. It's against our beliefs. It's against our faith beliefs. Well, what should I do? Should I just step back and not do anything? No, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the shepherd of my family. I need to do something about that particular, whatever took place with that one family member. Um, I don't know if you guys understand what I'm getting at, but I'll try to throw some gonna, stuff I, out there. I was going to ask this earlier, of like because <laughs> uh, I figured that uh, you, you as a father... Uh, would have that as an example. But I was going to ask, like, of times that we can think of where uh, where we've done something similar to 
laying down our lives for for our sheep uh, mm. because uh, we are called to do that, you know, uh, for selfless love. Right. Well, there's, um, I can't get into details, but let's say, let's just say that one of our, one, one of my children uh, was involved with something uh, while in high school and it was not, let's say it was not very nice. And we were told about it by, uh, let's say, people of authority. <laughs> let's just put it that way. I'm being very general. I don't want to be specific as we're recording this. And uh, as soon as we as parents found out, we understood that what this child did was wrong. We knew it was wrong. Our child knew it was wrong, but did it anyway. And so... As the good shepherds, you know, we were there to comfort our child, to help our child, to give good advice, but we let our child go through the, the consequences of what, of what our child did. Let's just, I want to keep it very general. And so I think in that example, we, um, we acted as good shepherds, and there's so many other examples well, I can is, give as a parent. That's a, that is an interesting example because uh, you know letting letting someone suffer the consequences of yeah the, to learn yeah. yeah absolutely. Just you don't have to get personal or anything, but was it discussed like why you did it, why the person did it? Yeah, yeah we, we talked about it. <laughs> we talked it, but the thing is, we uh, it was one of those things where it happened in the evening. And you know how, like, you find out about something when it's late, late in the day? You might have worked that day, and things are sometimes, uh, quote-unquote, crazy in the evening because uh, you might have been through a long day at work or something happened during the day, and you're tired. That's one of my drawbacks. Uh, when I'm tired, it's hard for me to make a decision, <laughs> especially when it's 9, 10 o'clock at night. This happened in an evening, and we said, okay. We'll talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> it just made it easier. Sleep on it. And we did. And long story short, things worked out well, we think, for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you guys off the record what happened. <laughs> this is not being recorded. Funny. The specifics, yeah. Right. <laughs> How about how about you guys, Mark and John? Do you have any uh, thoughts that come to mind of uh, um, of you know trying to be the good shepherd? Um, with raising uh, children, you have to uh, sometimes you have to uh, let them make their mistakes, and then you. Uh, And then you point out the uh, problem. And then it's a good idea for let the let the child think about it, and then um, and then afterwards you um, have a discussion with them. So it's not good. It's not good for the uh, you know the um, first uh, back in the old days. You used to be you would uh, punish the uh, child, you know, physically. Sometimes going over the line with that and. Um, that was the old way of doing things, and now it's more more of a uh, more where you uh, have a dialogue, and um, so that's the way to uh, to make it a learning experience, which is important. You know, learn from the uh, 
mistake that um, child uh, makes, and you know, especially a young child where they're learning their, uh, you know, making their way through the world. So, but um, right away, if you explain what's wrong, then chances are um, they're going to remember that conversation he or she, and they're going to uh, he or she is going to. Uh, Hopefully, uh, not make the same mistake or make make it make it to a lesser degree, and keep the uh, learning curve uh, going. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, while you're talking about that stuff, John, it's uh, it takes me back to um, if you take our kids, where at a certain age you can do this, and as a parent, I would think about the age of the child and sometimes use reverse psychology because they actually understand what you're trying to communicate to them. For example, at a certain point, like as a parent, you clean up so many messes over the years, which is fine. It's not a big deal. But uh, not all my kids like milk, but I would sometimes say when there was a glass of whatever, um, let's say it is milk on the table, I would say to a child, okay, all right, before we start, spill the milk. Okay, let's get over with that. Spill the milk. Let me clean up now, and then we'll... But... Um, but ah. You have to make sure that the child is, is of a certain age where they're not going to like literally just pour it over <laughs> when you say spill the milk. But um, on on the other end, uh, you're not going to tell your child when you're cooking, you know, stick your finger, you know, in the flame of the gas stove. Um, that's just ridiculous <laughs> because you'll hurt the kid. But I think it's you know sometimes when you joke as a parent, I think that helps. When, when Thomas was a certain age, um, he's 16 now, uh, Thomas, uh, throw the ball through the window now. Just get it over with. You know you're not allowed to play with ball in the house, but just throw through the window now. Just break the window. And, <laughs> so, and he gets it. You know, when, but I think, but that's just our kids the way I did it sometimes. But I think when your kids reach a certain age and you do something like that, I, I think they get it. But you have to watch out what the age of the kid is and how mature the kid is. <laughs> Well, it's funny, uh, when you were saying that, I was thinking how, I don't know, I, I do think there's like kind of like a psychic bond between families, so like, you know, when you say it, he'll know, just because, you know, exactly. uh, yeah. kind of what your thought process is, but related to that, you know, uh, in, you know, in this gospel, Jesus says, they know my voice, and, uh, and, and it's similar, <laughs> true, to, yeah. similar to that. I didn't think of that, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I think I think about that too. It's a, a, a love thing. You, know, you, take, you look after family, friends, your mom and dad. You've got children, your 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 cousins, your aunts, your uncles. And I, I, I've done it all. You 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 do sacrifice for them to make sure that yeah you know they get the help that they need. And then what well, you know the the challenging thing is is that it's like well well what's causing some of these hardships or situations or whatever like the wolves let's say in the when they yeah. do the shepherd wolf thing and then you're cognizant of that and and and, and that's kind of who you're doing battle with or or, or whatever to, to 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 make sure that that, that that people you know could 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 live and uh you you just you just keep going on and 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 you get through it somehow and uh a lot of times you you you're not going to be unscathed, let's put it that way, too. You know, things are going to happen to you also that's going to uh, affect you. 
and um, uh, you, you just you, you just have to carry on. But um, you know, when you when 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 you are the shepherd or the sheep or whoever, it's, it's kind of interchangeable. You you wear different hats, and uh, you're really grateful for when somebody actually helps you. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, I I mean that's that's. A, a tremendous, a, a tremendous thing, and uh, that actually gives you motivation to say, "Hey, I was helped, so I could, I could help somebody else." And that, a lot of times, is 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 what helps you to even help others. If you get a helping hand, you can help others that, that are that are that are doing whatever. So you know, there there's a, a cycle there, and and you feel good about it, and, and it works, and there's a peace about it, and. Uh, a lot of times when you have, uh, um, I, I know unfortunately myself, I carry a lot of negative emotions a lot of times. And to flush those out, it's all done through the blood of Christ. That, that's how it's done through, uh, you know, his laying down his life, the cross. And that's why we want to stay in good graces and, and, and communion. And, and uh, I know we're not drinking from the chalice right now, but that's it. That's the, the blood of Christ washes away. Uh, a lot, and that's that, that's that's a good thing. That's very positive too, too. It's it's uh, positive. Yeah, it's a, it's all right to be like Job sometimes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got that down pretty good. I got I, I, I got the, I got the sackcloth ashes. Yeah, uh, and and you know you just you just uh, you just stay with it. You know, stay stay with it because there there there's nowhere else to go but but. You know, the, 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 to the cross, and uh, you, you make it a positive, and you just, uh, you just, you, you just carry on. Actually, and, and, and to me, that, that that gave it like meaning too. And if you talk about your legacies and what you'll be, you know, known for and stuff, it's like, you know, people will look back and say, yeah, he 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 did try his best. He he did help his mom and dad. He did help his brothers and sisters. And his siblings and his friends, and and he always, you know, gave a little, gave some time and energy and, and things like that, and 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 and, and that is to, to me is what what life's all about. Doing that, and I'd love to find that key place where that's a very good attitude to have is in in working to uh, say, hey, this is a Christian Catholic thing. You know, I'm I'm going to do this work regardless if I'm getting paid a little or a lot. And that's why it's important. I listened to uh, Pastor Paul. He's on WFIL. Uh, he's out, and he, he talked about you know you know doing your work, and if you don't like it, get out of it, and then because God wants you to live your life to the fullest, and if you're not being afforded that opportunity, you're gonna you just just make the change. Just take the jump into the deep end of the pool, and and somehow. You'll 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 come up, and uh, that's easier said than done. But uh, yeah, do 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 everything, little things, big things, for the glory of God. That's that says it all right there to me. I, you know, feel good about it, and I I, I just feel good about having this. I just, <laughs> it's just puts me in a positive in, in a positive frame. To have a candid conversation like this, it's 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 a motivation. It's a, uh, it's a, 
it, it, it's, it's a good thing, and I appreciate it. So. Yeah, to keep going with your thoughts, Mark, is I was thinking about while you were talking about all that, is if things are tough on any given day or any given week, any given month, even a whole year, if things are tough, uh, we have to look to what Christ did. Uh, he went on what I refer to as he went on many retreats, whether it was with his apostles in the boat, whether it was breaking bread with the apostles, uh, whether it was going up on the mountaintop to pray to, uh, to his father. Uh, this right here, to me, is a retreat because we're taking a break from all of what is going on in each of our lives, and whether it be good, not good, whatever, you know, we're in between. And uh, we're focusing on God's Word, and we're trying to figure out how can we take God's Word, and then when we leave here uh, in maybe less than a half hour from now, how can we take God's Word with us and, and apply it to something in the real world, which is what you were talking about in terms of reaching out and, and helping others. Yesterday, I did have that retreat. I was telling Keith, I said, Keith, I'm going to go pray. It was a middle of a work day, and I thought, you know what? That couple of hours or whatever, mm -hmm. it's, it's not going to crush me. And Keith encourages me, too. It's <laughs> great. Because Keith thinks outside of the box there, <laughs> and, and it's good. He's, he's, he's very brave that way. He's very courageous. And so I just grabbed my reservees. I, I went there. Chris Cridge was there. Sarah Lassard was there. Different people. And I really have more of a love for the church now than I've ever had. It's so peaceful there. Uh, you, you could just pray and say, hey, let's, uh, let's, let, let, let's connect to your God. I'm, and, I, and, and listening, listening. And I'm here to, here to listen. So, and it was quiet. And uh, I, wanted, yeah, I, I, I wanted to hear what he had to say. And uh, 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 that, it's... The church to me, I, I I just love the church. It's 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 a it's a it's a good place, and that's all of us that are that are there. So it's it's good, because some some sometimes I you, you know I I grab for straw, I grab for everything else, and it's like, well, what am I doing? There's you know, there's only one place to go to here, to to, to the gospel, and, and and that's you'll get. You, you'll get your answers there, as we all do. And to keep going with that, listening to how you feel about the church is, is awesome. I, I think anybody who feels the way you do, the way I do, the way you guys do, is uh, we need to focus on discipleship. The fact that, and I try to do it, uh, is the fact that you feel so good about your faith, you want to share it with others. And the reason you want to share it, I think, is because one reason for me is because I want others to experience what I'm experiencing, whether it be just doing this, hanging out together, fellowship, enjoying good food, coffee, reading the gospel, or it could be, um, you know, when we have shared meal a couple times now each month at St. John's to make a few meals for somebody living on the streets. Uh, and there's so many other examples. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we had it. I forget what we were talking about. I I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> it was it, it, it was it was just love for the church. Uh, back to the gospel message. He's the good shepherd. I just remembered something I was thinking about. Is uh, 
you know, we were talking about how you carry your cross in this life. Sometimes you don't know, like, why. But uh, when I think of my brother's cross of, like, uh, this like, mental illness, like, severe mental illness, he said, I, uh, for some reason, I associate with, with, like, something like the Good Shepherd. Like, I don't know, like, for example, the stuff he's been through, I have to a very small degree. But him suffering through, you know, worse stuff helps me, like, you know, for example, I, uh, like, I know that there's this thing called the medical industrial complex that will, like, totally mess up your life if you, if you allow them to, and, uh, and my brother kind of got all entangled in that, and so in some ways, I feel like, you know, when I think about him, I'm like, uh, in, in some ways, there's this, like, I feel like he's, in a way that probably we won't know until the next life, there's, like, some parallel between, uh, you know, what he's been suffering and, uh, that that you know, perhaps one of the goods is it like you know prevents people like me from suffering the same thing. And I guess that's what Jesus laying down his life is. You know, he he was you know taken on you know, to prevent that from happening to all the sheep. He let it happen to just himself. Yeah. So I'll go back to one thing I pointed out earlier. Uh, maybe. Something we can try from now till next Saturday is Jesus saying that he is the good shepherd. He is our shepherd. Um, maybe all of us are shepherds also. And if we are, um, who are we shepherds to? Who are our sheep? And if, um, if we have sheep who we take care of in any number of ways, uh, how can we protect them from, like it says here, a thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. Um, that's probably what we should try to figure out if we have any sheep in our care, is um, to protect them from whoever those thieves are. They're pretty easy to pick out. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, you know, when you use that example of, uh, of uh, your own children doing something bad, it's like, I think that the thieves and stuff are basically evil spirits, you know, so you can't even see them. And so, yeah, they work through humans who they you know, dupe and stuff like that. But, uh, but so it's like, I don't even think that, like, I don't know, that's why we have to forgive our enemies, you know, because uh, in, in some way they're being manipulated also. Or they're like, you know, so even like the worst, absolute horrible serial killer. In fact, I think that was easy to say that that's evil spirits because it's not even, it's like not even like a human type thing to do, I think. But, um but like even that, uh, um, and, and 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 strange to say, you know, Jesus wants, you know, is that person shepherd also? You know, he's in charge of their soul also, and so and, and he you know, sacrificed himself even for you know the worst, the worst of the worst. Uh, but what he didn't sacrifice himself for is evil spirits. Those guys are those guys are lost, according to the catechism. There is a battle going on out there in, in the angelic world that affects us with these evil spirits. Yes. I still have nightmares. I had nightmares last night and stuff. All through, you know, all different times. It just happens. So, but I wake up and uh, grab the beads. Thomas, can I ask you a question? Uh, it was from the men's group. Sure. What brought up that garbage topic? Garbage? Yeah, you had mentioned garbage. In terms of recycling, you mean, or something like that? You had started off. You you had brought that to our attention. I'm 
drawing a blank unless it's related to uh, recycling and yeah, Earth Day. Yeah, I think it was recycling and Earth, Earth Day. Day. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in case anybody did not pick up on two days ago, it was Earth Day. It's the third, the third week in April every year, and I would highly recommend that uh, anybody, uh, I don't care if you're Catholic or not, but pick up Pope Francis's uh, first encyclical, which is Laudate Si. I hope I said that correctly. I apologize if I did not. But uh, the shortened version of the title of it is Our Common Home. I forget the exact title. And uh, it's, I think it's a really good read. It's, it's only from six years ago. And uh, I think Pope Francis hits the nail on the head. With, I mean, really think about it. Our planet is the only place where we live. I get it. NASA wants to live on Mars. That's not happening during our lifetime, and I'll never understand that. Because you're spending billions for just a little device to do all this picture stuff. I mean... I understand in a way what they're doing, but let's focus on us, you know, the current human race. Um, this planet, as you know, is about three quarters <coughs> of salt water. And the one quarter of the land we have, uh, you can't even live in parts of it. And we as human beings, the seven over seven billion who live on this planet, are destroying many parts of the parts where we can live. And it's a basic mathematics problem. I teach high school math. It's basic math. The fact that we cannot continue doing what we're doing. We can't. I mean, the rainforests are almost gone. We're killing different species every single day because of that. And I can go on and on and on and on. It's just, it's just sad to look at God's creatures, what they're experiencing right now, because of us. I mean, we're God's creation, and so are all the animals on this planet. But we should not be doing what we're doing. It's just... That's just my opinion. Maybe it relates to that. Um, I can throw out an advertisement for something that's pretty cool related to God's creation. Is Instead of taking your electronic devices, whatever it is, could be a cell phone, computer, old television, etc., etc. June 12th, it's a Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., St. John the Evangelist on Makefield Road in Yardley, PA. We are having a electronics recycling event. We had a successful one back in October, and we're having one, uh, like I said, Saturday, June 12th. And the main reason for that is because instead of this stuff, we'll call it, going into a dump or sitting in somebody's trash or just sitting somewhere on this planet, this, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the group, I apologize, guys. Um, it's a, uh, I believe it's, I'm going to get the name wrong, so I'm not even going to try it, but it's a group of individuals who have just been incarcerated and they work for this nonprofit doing these electronics recycling events. So they're getting paid and they're right out of jail and they're trying to get back on their feet by helping this nonprofit. Uh, maybe that's what you're referring to, Mark, in terms of garbage. I'm just guessing. Um, well, I, I, it's I just a great think, thing to do, guys. Yeah, I, I flash to a song, The, the Fields of Eden are full of trash and I, I, mm. I look at us living in Eden mm. and uh, <clears throat> they are full of trash so and if we beg boys to go we still can't get it back nope once you cut down those rainforests if you don't plant trees you're not getting it back I mean if you mm. now people I, I read about this stuff the fact that we have a lot of of water on this planet 
but so many years down the road, we're not going to have, whether it be fish, shrimp, etc., because right now, human beings are consuming more than what's being produced in the oceans. It's a basic math problem. So if you continue the way we consume seafood, we're not going to have it down the road. So then you have to figure out other sources in terms of, I mean, fish are great to eat, right, for many different reasons. But uh, just, some, just some food for thought in terms of God's creation. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also hesitant for, like, uh, there seems to be a push in the media for, like, uh, so man created those problems, and then there's a push for man to have the solution to those problems. <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't really, I, like, you know, I, so I do think, you know, uh, praying and trusting in God is the solution for those things. Maybe he'll inspire you know humans uh, with the correct solutions up, but yeah. I don't really trust you know man alone to come up with a solution to those <laughs> no, things. Amen to and, that. because you know, like I can I, actually I can trust men for just about anything. Like you know, thinking about like I can imagine like a uh, a um, you know totally uh, someone who didn't have faith and was trying to solve those problems using you know uh, science alone. Uh, would would say, uh, oh well, then we're going to genetically engineer stuff. We're going to genetically we don't we don't need fish to grow naturally because we can just print them in a lab or something like that. So that that's that's like the direction that right. the kind of like, uh, but it's not like a natural solution. Also, there are people who are like uh, kind of like making power grabs for stuff now. Like using 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 uh, COVID as a reason, or or using the climate change as a reason, where then they're like, oh, well, give me give me the opportunity to fix this, and or you know, it's a, uh, so that's right. another thing that I'm a little bit scared of. Yeah. Have you gotten your shot, Tom? I'm good to go. I'm past the two weeks of my second shot. I think we're scheduled in May sometime. Yep, my, me and you are scheduled for May 5th. I think my mom, she was told that she's going to be able to get her shots, even though she had COVID, she's she's going to get the vaccine probably around the same time we are. And my sister's getting her, her first shot on May 1st. So hopefully by like, you know, mid-June or so, we can all have a big party together without mm -hmm. our masks. Yeah, well, as, while you were taking your call, Thomas invited us to his deck on his, on his pool and uh, you know, while he's convalescing or whatever time. Over know. the next few weeks, if you guys want to. Because uh, I'm going to get it ready. This this is the earliest I'll, I'll ever get it ready. But I was telling the guys when you were on your phone, on the phone with your mom, that I'm trying to get all these big things done before May 20th when I have the work done on this. Mm -hmm. And um, just so I can have the family maintain stuff. Good, good. Uh, so yeah. that's the goal. And I don't think uh, we're allowed to sit bars on this. You can if you want. Really? But, Oh, it's fine. Nobody else is around. I'm not going to smoke when you can. Uh, well, it's, My it's, dad it's, smoked them for years, so I'm used to it. So. It's, not, it's nice yeah. in the open air. No, it's fine. That. It's a nice pull deck. I just put, yeah. I told you, just put a new carpet on it. Installed that. That was one of my, one of my big projects. It took a couple days. So are your kids having a bump ground pool? Yes, it was there when we purchased the house. Oh, okay. Um, how, how tall is it? It's just four feet. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah, and you know what? For the kids, yeah. they love it. Yeah, it's great. They love it. Especially, um, my think, this is me, this is my thinking. This week, uh, talking about God and nature, uh, we're going to have some really nice days <laughs> later in the week, guys, temperature-wise. So that's, 
if you want to set something up for later in the week and I get the pool, you just sit on the deck, have have a snack, coffee, whatever. But or just keep can, it in mind. Um, we can bring you by a burger or something when you have the <laughs> sling. We just stop by. If you're sitting on the back deck, you know. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> it's a little slice of utopia. <laughs> and my uncles were big into those pools. I remember they used to get them and, and, and we as kids used to... They had a little ladder for us to go up, and we used to get in the pool. <clears throat> that, 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 that was really, we looked forward to that. And even though it was just that four foot above ground, you know, we didn't have the massive in-ground. You know, later on, if you wanted to join, you know, a club or something like that. But as <clears throat> his, his kids, we're small, so it's, it's, it's nice. Just, um, just one quick thing to get back to the gospel. Uh, remember, this is John chapter 10. I'll read again verses 12 and 13 because it's something I'm thinking about. Maybe we should try this. Uh, earlier, I mentioned about maybe we should try who are we the good shepherd for in our lives? And then who are our sheep? And what will we do in terms of laying down our life? Maybe not literally, but uh, to help our sheep. Verses 12 and 13. And just another thought. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. Maybe that's something we need to be conscious of uh, each and every day in terms of we're faced with things every single day, whatever it is. But there are times where I think we have to say, all right, hold on. What's about to happen or what I'm about to do is probably not right, so let's not do it. So it's just a thought to put out there in terms of um, we don't want to be that person who, uh, you know, catches and scatters everything, but um, maybe we need to be conscious of that particular person. I don't even know if what I say just made sense. <laughs> I'm just rattling off stuff. Yeah, the fact that it says he has no concern for the sheep. That's something we want to focus on. No, that's not what we want to do. We want to do the opposite. Yeah, I think a good way to do it is to have, like, um, in addition to just, you know, calling to mind God and, and having, and like praying and reading scripture and contemplating those things, uh, like, I do think, well, those things, they point to, like, you know, the invisible things, uh, like truth and beauty and love and, 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 those are the things that should motivate us. You know, you can't, nothing in the, you know, cr cr created world, because the created world, you know, points to those things. Or, or uh, But if you have those, like, you know, um, those things, like, I guess, similar to when Jesus said, uh, you know, um, put the kingdom first. And so you, you put these invisible things that are important as your, as your, you know, prime motivation for things. And then usually everything else will fall into place, like you know, because then you'll want to give your life, you know, to for the good of uh, others, uh, you know, because uh, that's the you know the greatest love. Uh, um, you know, to to keep going um, with the gospel. This is verse fourteen. I'm thinking while you were talking about that, Keith. Verse fourteen says, "I am the good shepherd, and I know mine." And mine know me. But my question is, do we really know him? He says, I am the good shepherd, and I know mine. I mean, Christ knows us, 
And then he says, and mine, I mean, if we are his sheep, do we really know him? And if we don't, what can we do to get to know him better? Well, hello, it's what we're doing right now. We're reading his word. Uh, it could be, and one thought that went to mind when you were talking about that stuff earlier is, let's get out a calendar, like a physical one or one on your phone, and let's, let's plan out our weeks. For example, I'll just make these up. Okay, Monday evening, I know that St. John's has adoration. I'm going to be in adoration for about a half hour. Uh, Wednesday, there's this pretty cool movie on PureFlix. I'm going to watch this faith-based movie on PureFlix on Wednesday night. But I, that helps me. I'm just making up those examples. But, but that helps me if I plan out my week in terms of whether it be with you guys on a Saturday, like now doing a podcast, or the men's face sharing group, like next Saturday. Uh, it could be adoration, could be attending mass, could be going to confession. But uh, anything that's going to draw you closer to Christ, get out that calendar and then just, you know, plan those things. It's, it goes back to something you said earlier, Mark, and in previous podcast sessions is I think it's better for each one of us if we have our schedules planned, certain things, because we have something to look forward to. You know, all those things I just mentioned, I would look forward to all those things if they were on my schedule. Just food for thought. Yeah, that aspect of knowing uh, sheep, knowing the shepherd, uh, that, you know, there are several things that can be done. You can read the scripture, have meetings like this, and, you know, have a good prayer life. And um, just like you said, during any given week, if you, um, if you have... Uh, different recreational things that you'd like to do. You should also set aside time for uh, things that will uh, improve your uh, your uh, faith life um, and to schedule those in. Um, you know, it's good to be cognizant of, um, of when, um, you know, when things come up or when things are... Uh, Know, available to uh, partake of. Um, you know, there. I know the schedule on the Catholic radio station. You know, pretty uh, pretty well. As you know, when they replay the mass in the morning, and when they have the rosary with uh, the, the priest, and when they have some interesting programs. You know, I, I pretty much have that in my head. You know. And um, so you can re you have a, a phone reminder or a, a calendar or just have the uh, ability to remember um, when the, those shows are, uh, are on. Like the Catholic Answer show is on from the West Coast at our time between 6 and 8. That's always um, something you can learn something from after hours. And it's their work day, and it's for us. It's three hours after after the hour, between six and eight. For them, it's three to five. So. And Jesus makes it real simple for us: <clears throat> one flock, one shepherd, as he says. Beware the wolves, and uh, carry on. Yeah, so we'll try to listen to his voice. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna wrap it up now. Okay.
Uh, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of, and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. 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 Prose it. Very good.